What's up, guys? Welcome to the very first episode of Eat Your Heart Out, your new go-to podcast for all things romantic and post-apocalyptic. I'm Jackson, and I'll be your host for today. So, to kick this off, we have two very important people in our studio. These guest speakers are Jane Austen and Seth Graham Smith. What's up, guys? How are you today? Good. Yeah, I'm doing good. Yeah, how's it going? Uh, I'm doing well, thank you. Um, I'm going to start this off by asking each of you to explain one of your most iconic, or your most iconic works for each of you. Yeah, so, um... Oh, of yes. course, you want to go first, well, but, you know, go ahead, okay. go ahead. Okay, if, if it doesn't offend you. Anyways, uh, you guys probably know, um, you know, I wrote the book Pride, Prejudice, and Zombies. Uh, you know, it's pretty popular, has a very nice little movie following as well. Um, you know, it's very... You could take, you could say it's like a contemporary take on a, you know, classical, and credit where credit is due, uh, Miss Austin has come up with a very classical concept here, uh, but, you know, I just decided that it would be, it would be nice for people to kind of, you know, um, get a different take on it, and, I mean, when you throw zombies in the mix, it just, it makes everyone a little more comfortable with everything, you know? Well, I suppose if you are that kind of, if that suits your type of humor, but, um, what the book that yours is based off of mine pride and prejudice is like you mentioned a classic about you know the delicate kind of ways a relationship can change over time and how people can change you know how you interact and yeah it resonates with a lot of people and there's also a movie adaptation i have heard so yeah i mean I mean, look, I mean, look, you got a great thing going here. It's a very nice, it's classic, classic book. But, I mean, oh, the he... thing about classics is when they when they come out, they aren't necessarily classics at first. Oh, know? and you're saying so, yours is world-renowned. Well, I'm just saying. In the way that my book is. I'm just saying. Tell me, Seth. Seth. <laughs> look, look, Jane, the, the, the point that I'm trying to make is, yes, we, we both have written beautiful works of... Uh, <laughs> literary fiction here. Beautiful and, and I, very subjective, sir. I agree. And I'm saying subjectively yours is beautiful. Anyways, um, yes, so my work, Pride, Prejudice, and Zombies, excuse me, Pride and Prejudice and Zombies, a little, you know, take on the sort of oh, duality of proper pride structure. And, yes, correct. Very reflective of this book. Absolutely. So, yeah, so I just wanted a different take on something that most people couldn't really appreciate. I mean, most people this day and age, uh, at least here in America, um, don't really, aren't really interested in like the sort of classical romance. They might wish it for themselves, but they don't, they don't really necessarily want to read about it from other people. And so I thought that um, you're just kind of adding that other level of we're in a zombie apocalypse that's more relatable we have things like the walking dead we have things like world wars exactly so you're just exploiting this overused trope of using violence and gore to mask up something that you know may not be the most comfortable for people to talk about but something that a lot of people experience and you know it's not an easy thing to go through i don't i okay look i'm just i'm just saying that my book is like 
It's it's cooler, all right. Zombies are cool. Cooler. Yeah. Cooler. Define cooler. Cooler is more exciting. More you, people want to read it more. You can't just pick up a book about love and romance and expect everyone, especially guys, to just fall in love with all well, the characters. Well, well. Who said I was writing for guys? I didn't Seth. say you were writing for guys. I'm saying when you're making a book, it should appeal to all audiences and uh, romance. Really? Is, yes. Really. More, traditionally, more. Uh, read by so you're else. saying that your book appeals to all audiences not just you know troglodyte male audiences who spend all day sitting in the basement of their mother's house playing the walking dead video game correct i'm saying that all right if you insist i do insist <laughs> well, um this podcast has gotten off to quite an interesting start uh, if I do say so myself. So let's just move on. Um, our first question is from a high school student, Matthew Teague. Um, he wants to know, what effect does setting the story mid-apocalypse have on the audience? Well, I mean, the reason, part of the reason I chose that is you kind of care for the characters more. If you just have this book where there's not a lot of action, just a lot of drama can't really connect with the characters, or even if you, excuse me, you can connect with them, but you don't really have this care about them. They're, they're not in any danger, and adding this level of zombies, this imminent threat that's constantly around them, it makes the audience more willing to engage with the characters. If I may interrupt. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> I wasn't asking for your permission, but... <laughs> I guess. Uh, <laughs> thank you, Jackson. But, if the audience is distracted by all these, you know, violent scores, zombies, the undead and whatnot. It actually, I, in my opinion, <clears throat> distracts the audience from making a real connection to who the characters are as a person because they're spending all the time focusing on, you know, the swords and stuff and waving them around. Actually, it's more daggers than swords. All right, all right. Tone it down, dude. <laughs> okay, look, um, I believe what, uh, Mr. Matthew Teague was asking, what he was wondering was he wanted to understand more about my book, and you know, my book has these layers that's a little more complex than that of the original, and so when you add these layers like together... Like Shrek. <laughs> yes, like, like Shrek, yes. So, um, yeah, setting the story mid-apocalypse, I mean, not only does it make the, um, like audience more willing to care about the characters because really they could die any minute but it makes um reading it more interesting it makes it so it's it's this it's it distracts from the point it It distracts from the point which is human interaction human you have human interactions in my they are fictional monsters this This is not applicable to the zombies i am talking about the people all right it's not the same thing I agree. <laughs> I am trying to say that the setting provides a depth that isn't present in the original. And while I think the original is it's very nice, it's a beautiful classic, I don't think that it, it works the same way. Wow. That's so interesting. <laughs> so, um, I'm assuming that at first... 
Miss Jane, were you reluctant? Miss Jane. <laughs> Jane, were you reluctant to having another sort of addition to your classical story that had become so popular over the years? Was that something that you were more relu- reluctant about? Because now your name is on the book. No, I'm dead. <laughs> <laughs> what? I'm confused. Yeah. Um. I just thought it was fitting I should come back. You know, as a zombie. <laughs> Yes, we're Since all, we're you all, insist. We're all very blessed to have you here in zombie form. I would think so, too. Wow, thanks. Well, now we're going to go to a quick little commercial break um, <laughs> from our sponsor, TikTok. <laughs> um, Charlie, what do you have to say? <laughs> Have your name on Dunkin' Donuts coffee. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Woo! What's up, Shay? What's up, Liz? I'm involved with you people. What's, what's up, friend? She talked too much. But so ramen boiled instead of baked do you also rollerblade to work every single morning rain or shine tornado or hurricane do you enjoy taco tuesdays a little too much (laughs) then Then you you need need hey ho the perfect discreet blue pill for all your ed needs psst talking about the problems down there Hold up, wait, what? What are you guys talking about? What sponsor is this? Where can I get some? Not that I need it, but I'm just curious. I'm asking for a friend. Well, you're in luck, Seth. You can find it at your local um, gas station. And also, for every purchase of a 24-pack of Monster Energy, you get a free one-year supply. Yay, ho! (laughs) (laughs) Yay, hey, ho! Visit your local... Roadrunner or any anywhere really to get your latest fix of hey ho hey ho is not responsible for any <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to the show after those entertaining commercials and sponsorships. Um, I actually have a... Thanks, Dunkin' Donuts. I have a burning question. Really good point, Jackson. Anyways, Seth, I have this question. Sorry, what? So, I have a question for you, Seth. So, which one of my characters do you like best? One of 
your characters. What I like my characters better. They're no. Which are my characters? No, okay. I hate to break it to okay, you, but they are mine. They are distinctly different. All right. Okay. My characters are well-rounded, developed characters who go through and so unsophisticated. And unsophisticated. You think you're sophisticated just because one person loves another? There's nothing sophisticated about that. No, it's the manner in which they go about the it. In which they go about it. Yeah. Okay. Just because they can't like admit to that they love each other. That's no, there's nothing sophisticated about that. Not any more sophisticated than my characters. They weren't just not admitting it. They were working through their own feelings. Okay, well, personally, I like a woman who uh, can kill zombies more than a woman who thinks that okay, she well, might like Okay, well, we're not talking about else. your personal preference well, that's here. That's what you asked me, didn't you? That's what you asked me, I asked about you? your characters, my not ca- your weird taste in oh my women's gosh. Halloween costumes. Oh my gosh, that's not what I'm talking about. How dare you? Oh, then explain yourself, Seth. Explain, if you'll give Mr. me a chance. Mr. Graham Smith. If you'll give me a chance to explain myself, Mrs. <laughs> Dead in eighteen seventeen, Jane Austen. And thank goodness. Oh my gosh! Enough of this. My favorite character. What happened? Oh, to a man course? silencing a woman. How typical! I thought this was the twenty first century. You know what? You're when already I came back dead. To life, You're already I came back to life, dead. I expected this world to be more progressive, but no. I so made it more progressive by having. Talking about what was, what was the women, well women in your books? What were the women in your books, huh? They're just little, like little little people who who can't even like express their emotions. In my book, they are they killing were, zombies better than any man. They to figure out how to express their emotions in exactly. the way that they. Best. Oh my, the way that they knew best. In my book, I have female characters that are stronger than any of the men who are willing to stick up for themselves. That's why I prefer my stick up Elizabeth for Bennett. And the only way they know how, which apparently is now physical violence. Correct. Oh my god, physical violence is not the answer to anything, especially it is to zombies. emotional discovery. Okay, well, is your book centered around the zombies? No, so why are you making them the focus, Seth? Because, as I was talking about earlier, it introduces this complexity. That's oh, oh, dead. now you're trying to act like Mr. Oh, high and Mighty, huh? High and Mighty, I would just say that I have. Better rounded you have, Oh, so you're saying that your characters and your book are better than mine, even though everything your book could not have existed without mine first. And not only that, you did not even do my book justice. You threw away all the, everything that makes it a classic, which is talking about the nuances. Okay, of everything that makes it a classic is just the boring stuff that no one wants to read about. Anyways, <gasps> how dare That's you? Right, I said you it. bring shame upon your I mother, your it. ancestors. Oh. You're my ancestor. You're dead. Son? <laughs> no, but in all seriousness, I would say I would say that uh, uh, ah, my favorite character of yours. I mean, Elizabeth, you're Elizabeth Bennett. Isn't terrible. It's just. It's just not as nuanced. Just, oh, just, oh, well, I'm not trying. Oh, no, okay, no, no, no. explain saying, yourself. Explain yourself. I'm, I'm trying. Okay, look. Okay, the whole point of the zombies introduced to my book is to make these characters more adaptable to their environment. All right, in your book, Miss Elizabeth Bennet, um, she obviously she's surviving just fine because there's nothing really to survive against, but. St- <sighs> The zombies introduced this different aspect of all of the characters, and suddenly Elizabeth Bennet's 
Elizabeth Bennet goes from being the woman who can't express her emotions about a man to this zombie-slaying goddess who everyone respects and almost fears, in a sense, all right? Well, when you portray women like that, you almost... You make it seem like they're not human, right? They're these... No, they're, they're better either, than women. Which is unrealistic, because not all women are gonna... You know, it's not as if, you know, there are women and then there are zombie slaying goddesses, you know, it's just unrealistic. And in truth, men and women are not in, in reality, the way you present in your book. So I think not right, only it's fiction, <laughs> that's right, it's fiction, it doesn't have to be realistic. Well, when you say nuanced. That means you're exploring, you know, the ins and outs of human emotion, right? I'm assuming that's what you were talking about. Yes, ma'am. Yes. So, how do you expect to do that when your characters aren't even really human at the core? Because in because reality... They hu represent human values that just aren't present in your book. I hate to say it, but it's just <gasps> the truth, alright? They don't... They represent the core values of humanity, alright? And zombies aren't zombies. They're just... The representations of human evil. These are not representative of human evil. Zombies are just these stupid little creatures you decided to put in your book because you're gonna figure out how to actually write a decent plot. Okay, you're gonna tell me about how to write a decent plot? Uh -huh. Alright, your whole plot is based around, oh, I like this girl, but I don't know if I like her, and then, oh, I like this guy, but I don't want to like him, so I don't like him. Miss Austin, your book is just, it's crap. <gasps> oh. You know, I would have never expected that I went through all this trouble okay, how to dare you come alive to let me come here and to be insulted like this about my like classic book. It is so much better than your book. It is so much more right now. I said it was a classic. Wait, 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 wait. Where's Jackson? Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't even realize that I could talk on my own show. I went to the bathroom and rollerbladed to the grocery store. At the time you two were talking. Well, to wrap this first segment of many up, we're gonna take a couple calls from you, the budding fans of this show. your name? My name is Cincy. Cincy, what's your last name? I forget. <laughs> and what do you do for a living? Um, I don't want to talk about it. It's kind of embarrassing. <laughs> well, that sounds like so much fun. Thanks for calling, Cincy. Um, we have a, what, what a question do you have for the show? Um, yeah, I was I have a question for Miss 
uh, often. Um, I was wondering, did, did she ever meet George Washington? George Washington. Washington? Um, was, he, was he your inspiration for Darcy? Uh, so I, 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 I have no idea who you are referring to, uh, Miss... Miss... No last name. Um, I, this is the fact that you think I must steal someone's personality from real life to find inspiration for my characters is absolutely insulting. Um, I demand you take that question back immediately. I just think that's so sweet that you knew him and that that was your inspiration. Okay, okay, can we, can, we, can we please move on to the next caller, please? Okay, thank you for calling. Thanks for calling. Okay. Bye, Felicia. Oh. Um, okay, our, <laughs> our next caller. <laughs> hello? This is our next caller. Who is this? Yes, hello, this is George Washington. Uh, <gasps> George? Oh my god, you sly dog. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so I was just calling to talk to Jane Austen. Yeah, uh, she was an old friend of mine. Uh, yeah, oh my so god, I, I told you not to call me when I'm at work, George! <laughs> I'm sorry, I couldn't help it. I, what can I say? <laughs> wow. So, George, did you have a, did you have a burning question for, uh, <laughs> Miss Jane, um, while while you called, or did you just call to say hi? Well, you know, I just, I don't know. I called her to say that I, I miss her. It's been a few hundred years. Um, you know, I, I heard I heard that last caller uh, ask about me. Um, and so, uh, I was, you see, Jane, you, you, you told me that, see, I kind of asked the same thing a couple centuries ago. And you got all offended, but now I'm thinking that maybe I was right. So, um, I guess my question for you is, are, are, are we still, are we still a thing? George, can we please not do this in public right now? Like, oh my god, this is so embarrassing. Well, I don't, you know this. I don't, I, I haven't oh seen my you god. in like And it's not my fault, you spent all your time, I don't know, like, founding America or whatever. And like, oh my god, I can't tell you how many nights I just sit by the freaking fireplace alone, waiting for you to come home while you were just, I don't know, colonizing people. Well, okay, yeah, so America was my little side project, but I was, I, I don't know where I was going with this. Um, I just, I just called to say that, uh, I, I miss okay, you. you. Know what? I'm done. I don't even think I want to hear anything from you anymore you know i've had my hot girl summer and i've been doing so good without you so you know what you can go die with your stupid wooden teeth okay next caller please bye george <laughs> <laughs> all right <laughs> uh thanks for calling in george um wow seth i'm really sorry you haven't had very much uh to talk about but that's the end of our show now um, make sure to follow us uh, on the Eat My Heart Out podcast um, on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, 
and Twitch, TikTok. And most importantly, TikTok and YouTube because I'm trying to become famous and, you know, have a lifestyle and this podcast salary really ain't cutting it. So have a wonderful night. Uh, Thanks for our sponsors. No, bye.